Welcome to the Dr. Swole Nunzi Show. I'm Dr. Swole, and this is... The Boy Nunzi! Hey. Ah, yo, that was cool, right? Hey, oh, wait, wait, guys. Wait, wait, wait. New music. We are learning over here. Wait, was it? Okay, that, was, to, that was fun, right? Just had to bring it yeah. back. We're going to, you know what, stay tuned because every single week we're going to have a new, fun, new sound episodes, New it. intros. Yeah. How, you, how you doing, Bill? Oh, I'm great, man. Dr. You know, Swole, sorry. I just want to say that there's this quote. That I came across. Actually, this one came from Will. Willie Van That Lee? I really liked. Yeah, man. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it's a quote Smart from Ralph Waldo Emerson. And he says, Every man is my superior in some way. And in that, I learn from him. Definitely. And I think it's just such a great kind of reminder that everyone you meet you has something you can learn from. Yeah. And everyone has yeah, something definitely. unique about them. Mm-hmm. And when you have this abundance lens put on, you just start noticing opportunity in the world rather yeah. than seeing mm-hmm. negativity. Hundred percent. It's what I've what I've realized is it's just all gaining perspectives. You know, like that's all it is. Like when you read books, when you read textbooks, when you whatever it might be, it's 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 reading people's perspectives, and and it's it's gaining their perspective and looking at your own and how you can use that. And I, I I've always if it's a small child or if it's you're a senior or whoever it is, man, we can learn from everyone. Because uh, everyone has so much to give and offer, and it's not being closed-minded. You know, one of my favorite quotes is being open to everything and attached to nothing. You know, so just really taking it all in, man. Take it all in. But yo, this yeah. is dope, man. This is uh, I'm having a great time. You guys enjoying the podcast? We're having a great time here, and uh, exciting because what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about um, some <clears throat> some focused content here. And today's episode, what do we want to talk training about? Stuff, yeah, training, man. training, yeah, so trainings are love. Here we go. And uh, particularly for me and Bill, who've been you know working out for for quite some time, uh, we want to talk today about what our favorite upper, upper body yeah. exercises. Yeah, upper so body. this is just going to be a fun talk. You know, exercise selection is so subjective, and I think that oh, yeah. the mm-hmm. the rule in bodybuilding is that there is no rule, and <laughs> you have to be able to understand that everyone is everyone's morphology is different. Everyone's going to have you know those certain angles or certain limb lengths or muscle attachments that are different for for them and that will lead to you know having certain exercises that work better and there's really no way you can know for sure obviously you can take advice from people but ultimately you got to try stuff out and that's what i love about talking about exercise selection is just because you just start picking up little tips little tweaks from people and as you said perspectives man it's gaining it right i mean i I do think that there's there are some exercises that are you know Everything has a time. I think when it just yeah, when it comes to exercise selection, it really does come down to, in my opinion, um, what the purpose of the exercise is. Because all exercises play a specific role, and then same with what the goal is. You know what I mean? Like if someone comes up to me, like I, I get so many homies that come up to me, you know, younger guys in the gym or whatever it might be, and say, "Yo, how do I get bigger?" You know, like how do I get bigger? Right? So it's a question that I'm constantly asked. How do you get bigger? And if your goal is to, you know, put on size, then you're going to want to like obviously have a program that's going to be based around a lot of compound movements, you know, big lifts. Um, there's a reason why you have your big five, right? What are the big five lifts putting you on the spot right now? The big five lifts. Well, yeah. we're going to start off with a barbell curl. Which you're about to do in the squat rack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I was like, yeah, come on. Man. What, what are the what are the what are the what are the big five lists, uh, Doctor Swole? You know, you I think know. I think it depends on your yeah, it depends a little on your definition. I mean, yeah. a lot of people talk about the squat for sure, deadlift, yep. bench press, yep. 
overhead press yeah. and maybe a barbell row. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like those that. are your big five, right? So, I mean, and talking about upper body today, you know, the bench press, the, the back row, the overhead press, like those are big movements, right? Um, so, you know, I, I think when it comes down to like exercise selection, and, and this also depends too, I believe, Bill, like it depends on how experienced you are in the gym. I like to, I like dumbbells. I mean, I've always been a dumbbell guy. I feel like most people are going to be better suited for dumbbells uh, than barbells. I love barbells too, right? But I, I just, I can guarantee you, no matter if even you're an experienced or a new new lifter, that you're going to have um, imbalances for sure. You know, that's one reason why I'm not a huge like mm. like barbell guy or, or like if, if you're squatting with a barbell, I can almost guarantee that one leg is going to be pushing slightly harder. When you're on a bench press and you're doing a barbell bench press, there's one side that's going to be pushing a little bit more. Um, yeah, the way I see it is that it's important, not necessarily that it has to be everything unilateral, but at least including some of both, right? Definitely, Like yeah. just having a mix yeah, is definitely. the way I kind of approach it. And I like how you said that this does depend on experience level. For sure. Because exercise selection is something where there are two big things that come into play. So you have stimulus that you get from an exercise in the target muscle. But the other aspect is fatigue. Mm. And now in the research realm, there's been a new kind of concept that's been coined called the stimulus to fatigue ratio. And basically what it says is you need to weigh the amount of stimulus you're getting towards the amount of fatigue you get out of the exercise. Interesting. So for example, something like a deadlift, for example, it may produce tons of stimulus for say your glutes and your lower back your hamstrings, but it also produces a lot of fatigue. I would say more fatigue on that. Exactly. So, so you, that's the thing, right? And that's why a lot of people don't like deadlifts for hypertrophy because of the high fatigue cost. Yeah. yeah but yeah. the thing is, cool. but the thing is, the fatigue side of the equation gets affected a lot by your experience level. Mm -hmm. So, if you're a newbie in the gym and you're deadlifting, you know, one plate, that's not a lot of fatigue. But if you're more advanced and say you're deadlifting four or five plates for reps that's a totally different story, even though you might still just be doing, you know, three by five. Yeah. Yeah. No, dude. And, and super interesting and, and very, very smart. Cause like that, that will come in turn though, right back to the question of like what your ultimate goal is. And I think when it comes to upper body, I always value, um, training the backside. Most people, you know, we, we, I always say this, we're, we're in a frontal plane society. Right, so much internal rotation of the shoulders, you know, on yeah. the phones, on the computers. We're, we're quad dominant as well, you know. That's where the glutes and the hamstrings are sleepy in the back. And one of the things when I was when I was a trainer on the floor, man, the amount of bad posture you see out there is that's the epidemic, dude. Yeah, like that, you know, that, everyone, that, fix your posture right now. We're watching. Yeah, this. seriously, even myself. Like, here's me, like hunched over a mic. But like, I mean, so that's when you're in the gym. It's like doing a chest press like if you just mimic that right now that's a frontal plane movement you, you know and people already concave like that so it's like i would spend a lot more time when training your upper body on your back so you know a lot of upper back lats um you know rear delts like rear delts man my god the amount of people who don't even know what the muscle is or it fires like the rear delt is to me when i was training clients on the floor the weakest muscle in people it was so funny. I would get them to do this exercise where they would lay down on a bench mm -hmm. and then I'd get their arms out in front of like just basically lied out and mm -hmm. I'd get them to come down in this. And then first of all, people are so tight that they couldn't even keep their arms, you know, by their ears. They would fall down on their sides. Um, and they, we weren't even using weight. 
You know, so I, I do believe in training a lot of back, uh, you know, when it comes to upper body, for sure. Yeah, you no, know, I think, the, yeah, the like focus. maybe we'll just jump in and start with the back because I yeah. think that's really key, especially with the yeah. upper body. Well, the way I see the upper body, I, I, I'm curious to hear your opinion on yeah. this is like, I think in terms of the strategy of bodybuilding, in terms of where you put focus on, yeah. I think the keys to the V taper yeah. are your side delts and your lats. If yeah. you have delts and lats, you will create that V taper. For sure. And if you want the X frame, then you basically take those and then you add on, you know, the quad sweep. Yeah, yeah. And that's what gives you those aesthetic planes. So if you have, I mean, lats are what creates that angle. Right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. you can't. And the and the other thing about the back, I think, is that that people don't think about is the back is a complex it muscle is. group. It's, it's not. There's so much going on. It's not just one piece of muscle, and there's just a lot more muscle mass than in your chest. Can you, can, can you actually chest. name? Because this is funny, yeah, right? Because there's dude. chest, there's chest, there's pecs, right? Dr. Swole here, everyone. Can you name all the back muscles quickly? Don't get Start, me started. From the top. Here we go. Here, here we, we go. fucking go. I love this shit, man. Yeah, this is sick because as a radiologist, dude, you know. this is what I do. Like okay, well, at work, it? we like scroll <laughs> through this shit on the MRI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like top down. So you've got your traps on the outside. The, yeah. the traps, there are three parts to it. You've got your upper traps, your mid traps, and your lower traps. The upper traps work to like raise your shoulders up, like shrugs. The mid and lower traps work. Which to, are tight on everyone. Yeah. You know, you just see people like this all the time, right? Yeah. This, you know, stress and stuff. Um, mid and lower traps will bring your scapula together or down. Yeah. And then moving down lower, then you've got rhomboids, which are the ones that in between your shoulder blades, which pull your shoulders, your the shoulder rhomboids. blades together. Yeah. Those yeah. are relatively small muscle groups and Very people small. don't really see them. Yeah. Um, and then after that, you got obviously the lats. So those are, you know, your wings on mm -hmm. the sides yeah. and those mainly work to, they do two main things that is adduction, which means like if you're doing a really wide grip lat pull down, think of your arms coming together yeah. and down, that's the movement. And the other thing they do is extension. So that is like when you're doing a cable row, your arms are moving backwards towards right. your body. Yeah. <clears throat> And then you've got a couple other little bits and pieces like your um, teres major, which is another muscle that kind of helps out the lat. Yeah. And then you, the other piece that people kind of forget about is your erector spinae. Yeah. So those yeah, yeah, are yeah. the the slabs of muscle that kind of run underneath it all along the along your spine. Is that like lower back? Would you say? It, that, no, it actually the thing is it runs up your entire back. Oh, so like those like where you can drop a smarty down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like really, like when you're like you know like a little like. Some people have like really deep, you know, gonna I would always it. drop a Skittle or something down there. <laughs> but, uh, but that just goes to show you how complex the back is. And when, I, when, when I've always taught guys how to train back, it's there's, I find the angle of your arm makes a big deal too, right? Like as if you have your elbows flared out. Like if I'm doing like, just take like a row, for example, like a barbell row. Okay, we're bent over. And I have my elbows flared out and I'm, I'm rowing like this. You can even just see in the mirror, I'm going to be working a lot of that upper back you know, those upper back muscles, yeah, right? like the, the rear traps, delts, the traps, a lot of that. H however, if I now go underhand grip, naturally you can just see how my elbows come right into the sides and now I'm drawing back with the elbow to hit more lats. So go. that is super important and, and that, 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 that rule is like on a, a pull down, you know, there's a difference between a lat pull down and a chin up, completely different. Most people can do chin ups because you're using your lats and your biceps, which are a lot stronger than let's say on the pull up, which is extremely difficult because you're using the rear delts, more of the upper back, which people struggle on doing pull-ups, right? So, you know, I think when, you, when it comes to back training, I've always been, you know what actually my favorite back exercise is? Hmm. 
you know, my favorite back exercise is a straight arm lat pull down for sure, mm. because it's what causes the most amount of width and the lats are extremely hard to engage. I do agree with you. Like even backing up two minutes before that, having an aesthetically pleasing back is going to make your whole physique look incredible. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, like guys, like it doesn't even, you don't even need to have a big chest. Like I naturally, you know, I always, I've always had a great V taper and not even like a huge developed chest, but I've, I've, that aesthetic physique is way better than a guy who doesn't really have much of a back, but a very barrel chest, very different looks, right? So people are chasing aesthetics these days, and that's why the V taper in the back, and even for women too, this is not just subjective to men or women, and that's how you're going to create an illusion for a smaller waist, right? There's two exactly. ways of getting a smaller waist. It's shrinking your waist or getting fucking wider. Um, and uh, doing those straight arm lap pull down. So guys, just if you don't know what that is, uh, I personally like a bar attachment. So like a bar, you can use a rope. A rope is actually more commonly used. You can get a tighter squeeze. But basically what we're doing is we're keeping our arms not locked out, but slightly bent. And think about just driving straight down. And you can even feel that when I do that, my tricep engages, my, my lower lat will engage. And I've really been able to master that. Um, and it, it's kind of like a hybrid idea It's it, of like a pullover. And I believe, you know, in, in Arnie, I believe in Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. and every single person who lifts weights, that, that guy is, he's the guy, he's, you know, he, 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 he's the guy, he's like, he's like literally, he's the God of, of, of the bodybuilding and what he's done in the fitness industry. And, uh, I did a lot of studying and research on Arnold, um, and just one incredible human this guy is. And, and I, I copy what Arnie did and, mm-hmm. and he, this guy loved pullovers. This guy would hit dumbbell pullovers like fucking left, right, and center. And that is an exercise you do not see often. It's extremely hard to execute because you have to have great flexibility um, and mobility. But you can mimic that kind of idea with a straight arm lat pull down. Actually, two two points, related points that I like about the straight arm pull down. I think first of all, I think activation huge. is huge, and I think that a big reason why people don't have big lats at the beginning is they don't understand how to use their movements properly. So, you know, they're kind of swinging around on barbell rows or something like that. And they're not really targeting the right muscle. So I think something like including some type of high activation exercise where you know you really, really feel it is gonna help. And the other thing that it does is it gets you a stretch. Yeah. And sometimes the lats can be hard to stretch on certain movements like conventional type rows and a lot of those things. So when you have a stretch, first of all, there's research now saying that a stretch immediate response is actually really important for hypertrophy like it's actually a big player which i think people have known for a long time range of motion through kind of just anecdotally but the other thing is that i think my personal theory is that when you get exercises that give you a stretch it also just adds to that mind muscle connection yeah definitely if you understand how to stretch a muscle you'll understand how to flex it as well well this was my rationale we have an ambulance going by. Send a blessing. Um, this just, is my rationale. We just killed the gym. Dude, being next to the hospital is sad. But you know what? I love the hospital. You guys are here. You know what? Big shout out to all the doctors and nurses. Just Heading to the ER after what, this. What, you guys? Fam. You going to the ER after this? Yeah. Let's do that. See? Dedication, guys. You have, you have enough time. Um, but what I was going to say is, you know, when, when, it, when, it, when it comes to the back training in specifics... You know, I always like, it doesn't really matter, you know, what you do. I, I love to start with the straight arm lat pull down to stimulate the lats, right? To get blood in the muscle. I think no matter what you do when you're entering the gym, whatever muscle group you're training, you want to get some stimulation involved, some blood flow involved. 
And, and, and that range of motion concept we were just talking about is vital because think of your muscles, like how you grow a muscle, right, is to take it from a fully lengthened position to a fully shortened position. So think of like what do you call the, the accordions, right? That's what I, I think of, right? So that's why when, when, you, when you're struggling to grow a muscle, I can guarantee you because it's tight, right? What, what, what do people really struggle with growing? Calves. Why? Because they're so fucking tight. People have such tight calves that there's not a lot of blood flow. There's so much restriction and we're not getting this nice range of motion. And the lat is fucking long. Like when you think about the lat muscle, like it's a long muscle. So the more length that we can get, the more stretch that we can get, the more blood we can allow to flow. It's like thinking about like you're opening up your two lane highway to like a a, a 10 lane highway. I think the range of motion thing is also a big player. Like the way I see it is that when you're doing more range of motion, like people talk about for the sciencey people, people like to talk about volume in terms of sets times reps times weight lifted. Yeah. And it's kind of like the total amount of work you do. But the other factor of it is range of motion. Huge. So, you know, like if you're lifting the same amount of weight for the same number of reps, but your range of motion is greater, you're doing more work. 100%. And that's just more stimulus, you know, more power. But I want to make a course. very, very quick note on the range of motion here, guys, especially. So remember, tension's key. So it's really interesting when you're in the gym next, like put, put your hand on the working muscle. It's a technique I use all the time. I love that one. And when you when you when you start to play with a range, you'll notice that like heighten, you'll lose the tension, right? So I think that there's a lot of variables in this because you want to you want to have a great range while maintaining tension though. And plus, guys, remember everyone's range is going to be different, right? If you're new to the gym, you I think it's actually almost smarter to work a more moderate range because injuries can happen too. You start rolling the dice when you're really lengthening. You know, if, if you're not flexible and you don't have that mobility, like if you're doing a dumbbell pullover, right? Like a dumbbell pullover, if you if, if you don't have that like shoulder girdle mobility, and you decide to fucking try and crank it, you back, want a safe range of motion. <laughs> you're gonna, safe you're, range you're gonna, of motion, yeah, guys. we're gonna get like, hurt. You know, when you start feeling things creaking around and starting to hurt, then so control yeah, the weight. Stop. Control oh, the weight. Yeah, and oh, on the on the topic of activation. Yeah, here's an exercise I like. This isn't necessarily For my back? favorite. Yeah, my favorite back exercise, but it's like an activation one that I like. Is that um, it's basically a single arm pull down. Great. And the way yeah. you do it is that you, I actually will sit on the ground. So I'll sit next to a cable nice. attachment. Yeah. I'll sit and I'll turn. So if the cable's here, like say I'm, I'll be facing away from the cable about 45 degrees. Yeah. And what that lets me do is get a huge stretch on my lats and it actually puts it in line with this adduction motion. Yeah. <laughs> So that's a really good way that's a great to exercise. activate the And I love that it's isolated side. because once again, when you're doing a pull-up, you know, watch people in the gym, right? Watch people do pull-ups in the gym. You can see the elbow. It's so like, dude, the bar is not even coming down straight because you're pulling more on one side. So that's why I love the isolated movements. Um, you know, when they, I, I, I personally, and, and this is a great question, you know, for you, I'd love to hear your take on this. Because we're still talking about back because back is the muscle group to train on the upper body. There's no doubt about it, but... I, I personally like cables and machine-based stuff more for back than I do dumbbells and free weights. I am I think one of the hardest exercises to execute and what I've seen in my life and, and training for seven years was a bent-over barbell row. That, my friends, is such a tough exercise to execute because you need to understand how to brace your core. You need to understand how to hinge from the hip. You need to understand scapular retraction. Right, that's one of the things about why people also struggle with training their back is because they're moving their arms. You know, like think about just like if you're, like right now, I want you to mimic a row, right? So a lot of people just move their arms. Or they pull with their Rather, biceps. What you want to do is you want to retract the shoulders, 
right? So you can't really see me right now. Obviously you can't, but like I'm moving my shoulders. My arms are straight. They're locked in, but that's what initiates the back movements. And I personally feel it's extremely hard to do on the bar. Barbell bent over rows, man. When I see, like, I'm like, ugh. Like, people are just not, you know, they're so ineffective to me compared to, like, an upright seated row, which is going to be more natural. It's going to take a lot, lot, lot less variables. We'll be able to isolate a lot more. And then you're going to have more constant tension on the back. And that's where people lose a lot of tension on the back. It's so... I think barbell rows are a tricky one. There they um, are. They I are. will I will launch into a little bit of a different perspective here. So sure. the way I like to structure my workouts is I'll usually start off with my biggest toughest movement first. Do you start with an activator? Like you, you just jump right in. No, into I it. jump right in. So right I use my warm up as my activation. Mm -hmm. So I'll warm up with light weights and really really focus on dialing in technique and getting activation on that movement. But I like I think for for a lot of people, especially when they're like beginners i like the idea of you know hitting the big movement when you're fresh yeah so definitely, i think it's another definitely. perspective i yeah. think there's different ways of going about it and yeah. different people will find different ways of going about it but i will so i have my two favorite big overloading back movements i like to break back movements generally into like horizontal pulls and vertical pulls yep so for the horizontal pull my favorite is single arm dumbbell row. Perfect. Yeah, I I'll think high can, five. Were, yeah, I was gonna, that's I think the, Artie can, loved that. You can just get so much stimulation yeah. out of it. And, you know, you're isolating the side. When you isolate the side, you get more range of motion. Yeah. And there's just so much potential for overload, man. More like, focus. Like, more, there's so much, yeah. You know, because like, one of the things people will, you know, people will hear a lot about advanced people doing these specific, you know, very, very like um, designer, you know, like, targeted exercises to to get activation such like that but they miss out on the progressive overload aspect as well right yeah. so i think it's important to have something where you can really go heavy yeah. and just as long as you're focusing on as you said pulling with the elbow not pulling with the arm i call it a hand to pocket technique so when you're doing a dumbbell go. row it's like you want to have your hand go back to your quad pocket rather than like up yeah you, you don't want to so, be bending your arm exactly, all yeah. the way no i love i love a single arm you know like that 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 for back, that would be my top. You know, I love a single a dumbbell row, uh, the, the straight arm lat pull down. I like a rear delt fly as well. Um, what do you think about training traps, dumbbell shrugs? I'm a shrug guy, but I know a lot of guys I respect are highly against it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, con controversial. Yeah, it I actually just did a video on it. And like my personal stance is I like don't train upper traps directly really? for yeah. the most part because I think you can get a lot out of side delt training. So when you're doing that hits the side, bro. Yeah, when you yeah. do side lateral raises or like upright rows, you're hitting your traps. By the way, jumping into it, that's my favorite shoulder exercise: side lateral, lateral raise. Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite shoulder exercise. Why? What are we just talking yeah, about? Yeah, dope shit. Get you wider. You know what I mean? But yeah, no. Back to the traps quickly. Like I, I, I think what I recommend if you're going to be doing shrugs, go light. Like most guys, like when they're doing shrugs, like put like fucking five plates aside on a bar and like, I'm like looking, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, like, dude, I can just do dude, like, I used to do that when I was, <laughs> so right. Funny. It's okay. Whatever, man. We all did. But like, I mean, me too, bro. Right. Like, you know, doing like ridiculous, days, but I can grab two 20 pound dumbbells and just get the gnarliest trap pump and traps are nice, man. Yeah. Dude. Oh yeah. And swinging back my other top favorite back exercise, the vertical pull is yeah. weighted chin ups. Yeah, those are okay. my favorite. Yeah, yeah those are my favorite. I just think that there's a lot of potential for overload. Yeah, and, those are big movements, man. You know, and yeah. like, uh, it's a, it's a very you know healthy movement 
in terms of like yeah. your shoulder because it's like it's a it's a natural you know calisthenic movement yeah and it just i think has a lot of stimulus it's a good one man chin-ups are good dude you know especially if you put weight on them i mean i i personally i'm very bottom heavy <laughs> so I actually struggle doing a lot of like pull-ups and chin-ups. So I'll, I'll do all that peach. <laughs> and then just the jiggly puffs just dangling. But yo, you know what? Let's let's jump because a back is great, and we, we we can spend hours on back. But shoulders, you know, it's funny because I actually don't directly train shoulders, and because you know, I personally think shoulders are such a mobile joint, and they're they're probably the one of the most easily injured muscle groups man people like you know because it's so mobile right it's in everything it's in your you know you're, you're, you're doing a lot of interior when you're doing presses you're doing a lot of rear when you're doing back so i don't actually directly train my sh- like i don't have a fucking shoulder day but um when it comes to shoulders i do enjoy lateral raises very yeah. lightweight there you go. um and I'll, i will do some overhead presses but i do a lot of incline presses i'm, I'm almost like feel that like you know i'm not a huge overhead press guy never have been it's how i got my hernia you know it's I just stay away from a lot of heavy overhead presses. For most people, um, their anterior delts get worked overworked so, so much, much right? in all the yeah. pressing, so yeah. it really isn't yeah. that much of an issue. I think it's funny actually that people have said that the side lateral raise is the one exercise that you like all bodybuilders must do. <laughs> it's, it's true, interesting, and right? it's probably you know, one like, of the most once again very under-executed exercises. Like I, I watch lateral raises in the gym sometimes, and I'm just like. You know, I, I never know. I mean, when I'm in the gym, I'm doing my thing. I'm not going to go up and say, yo, excuse me, you're fucking not doing that right at all. But, like, it's when you're doing a lateral raise, first of all, start with five pounds. You know, guess, guess, guess how heavy I go on my laterals. The heaviest I'll go. The heaviest I might go on a lateral raise if I'm, like, pushing it would be 15 pounds. Hmm. If I, however, if I'm doing partials, because partials are dope. I might grab 40s or 50s. But what lateral raise partials are is I'm working the strength curve. Fuck, we, we got to do a principle chat. Because we can talk about training principles all day. But training the strength curve, right? So I'll grab like 45ers and I'll just go out like about, I'd say, not even a foot to my sides. Grab five pounders and just hit the tops. Because you can work different parts of the strength curve. But the lateral raise is a tough one. And that another reason why shoulders are hard because it's hard to maintain a lot of tension on those. Yeah. The other you know? point I like for a lateral raises for everyone that I've been doing is to pause. At the yeah. Top. Oh, yeah. I Yo. think that everyone, like a lot of people, when they start, they'll swing the weights and they're really not controlling it. And you're losing tension at the top. So like forcing people to pause for a full second at the top just really forces you to get that technique. Dude, the, the biggest training principle that you guys can take away with when you go into the gym next is isometric holds. I swear by isometric holds and those are where you're mm. basically holding at the contraction point uh, and getting a good squeeze and holding it. You're holding it for one to two to even three seconds before going down. Uh, it's, it's just led to so much growth for me, so much mind-muscle connection in any muscle I train. It's just having that hold and pause and not swinging and moving the weight, right? So That's interesting. Um, Isos aren't my favorite. Yeah. No, I mean, it's whatever, I've right? Seen them used, yeah, yeah, definitely. They're, they're an effective way to fire the muscle on the lateral raises, right? So, and, you know, but like I said, shoulders, there's so much shoulder involvement used in chest, right? So, what, yeah, do, you, what so do you like for chest? Chest. Yeah. yeah. Chest so is great. It's a I'm tough a, one, too. I'm a classic barbell bench guy. You are, yeah. Barbell yeah. bench press okay. is my absolute favorite. Yeah. There's a lot of research now saying, you know, like you get tons of activation and you pretty well stimulate all parts of your pecs, yeah. right? Like the people, people don't realize that you're a flat press will hit your 
all all parts for your sure. upper mid and lower pecs and like i think a lot of people will kind of try and jump around on these different inclines but i think focusing a lot of your work on the horizontal pressing is going to get the most bang for your buck yep. and barbell bench press it just has so much potential for overload i mean it's, it's a classic it. right i mean it's like you don't you don't just you can't argue things that have stood the test of time you know what i mean like the, to me that's always been like if it's you know i've always like joked around if it's i said if it's ancient and chinese i trust it you know what i mean because it's like this shit stands the test of time and the same thing with like the barbell bench press i think the thing with the barbell is once again is you if you if someone who's just so fucked up like in terms of tightness and bad joints and stuff you get locked in on the bar however guys who are experienced like me and you like i love to get on the barbell because i i use a technique called breaking the bar which creates a lot of torque and tension within the pecs before we even lift off but if you are new, the dumbbells are going to add just for, for freer motion, right? Especially if you have a lot of fucked up shoulders and tight shoulders. Yeah, so breaking the bar, basically trying to activate your lats, right? Like exactly, thinking yeah. about bending the bar um, so it like curves towards your face. Yeah, right? push it. No, push in. Like just take it, like put your hands out like this right now, mm -hmm. right? And then just like think about squeezing in. Like mm -hmm. squeeze in and your, your, your pecs engage, right? So I, I, I'm an incline guy. I mean, I do like incline. Once again, I don't do... I do like a lot. I like my hammer strength press machines. I'm a fly guy. Like I said, I, I like a good old pec deck. You know, a, a classic pec deck. We're not talking deck. about style here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, the push-up is another great exercise for, for chest, man. Yeah. Uh, but I think that like a cable, like I like a cable chest fly. Once again, why? Constant tension, check. Great range of motion, check. Isolated movements, check. Um good uh uh what was gonna say is is good contractions um i'd like to wash myself in the mirror you know one of the things you know i love that's why mirrors are in the gyms right mirrors aren't in the gyms for fucking sexy selfies wink they're in there for uh watching yourself and that's why i've always said like when i was when i was building vip they wouldn't let me do it but i wanted to put a mirror on on the roof over the bench <laughs> so you could see yourself contract right because i love it because like when you actually start to watch yourself train especially with the chest you know one of the biggest things when you train your chest is you got to have your, your shoulders back you got to be retracted right you know you got to have your like like look at the size of my chest here compared to here right it's a huge difference right so um chest flies man I'm yeah a, I'm a, interestingly i've actually just started putting in some flies into my work like for the most part i haven't been putting them in just because i'm short on time in the gym yeah. so i think when people are really short on time it's best that they focus on compound movements so yeah. you know for the yeah, chest yeah. i was That's mainly fair. doing pressing work but the advantage of the chest flies you can just get a high degree of stimulation high yeah. degree of stretch yeah. and relatively low fatigue and, and you know what you know what uh dr swole is like dude you can even like bro like one of my uh favorite exercises is you know the, the name is subjective but i you, you could call it a chest fly variation or but like it's a combination of the two so, like, if I'm on a bench, I have two dumbbells, for example, I'll have the weights up here. Instead of doing like a straight-up fly or a straight-up press, it's kind of a combination. So, you're, you, there's more bend in the elbow, right, which is going to be easier, you know, so you go a little higher in weight. But you're still mimicking a fly. It's like a, a giant kind of press hug. And this is, like, the fun thing about training the chest is, like, you know, in, in any muscle, it's a lot of self-exploration. But... Um, yeah, I think, or, or the pullover for me. I'm a pullover guy. I love a dumbbell pullover. I'll do those. That's more like upper chest, but that works a lot. So um, what, what do you like for the arms, man? Yeah, arms, people so. struggle with arms, dude. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Okay, here we go. So for I want to talk about biceps because I have this favorite <laughs> super old school okay. bicep exercise yeah. that I got from old, uh, from Weeder's book. 
Joe Weeder. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, it's the lying curl. The lying so, curl. So, you know, you people do incline curls where your bench is at a 45 degree. Yeah, and the yeah, thing yeah, is you're yeah. getting a stretch in your long head of your yeah, biceps. Yeah. But in this one, you put the bench flat and you're lying flat and you're doing curls where your your arm goes all the way behind your body. No way. And it's an insane when stretch. When you need, like, the bench would have to be high up, though. Yeah, ideally, like if you would hit the ground, I, sometimes when I do it, the the it does hit the ground, and you can increase your range of motion a little bit by like extending your thoracic spine. So yeah, if you like yeah, straighten yeah. out your thoracic spine, you put your head. And that's how you bench, should be training. It will increase the range of motion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ideally, you would have a taller bench. But even if it, even if you are kind of hitting the ground a bit, you're gonna get an insane stretch. On For sure. Movement. No, it I sounds think, deadly. I think I'm everyone, intrigued. everyone listening, should fucking try yeah, it because. Yeah. I think it's super underrated. People have forgotten about it. I've actually never seen anyone in the gym no, using this I, I've exercise. No, I've never tried it. And funny thing I've is, I, did I tell you about when I was at uh, Qualicum? No. I did, a month, I did a month uh, training on the island, Vancouver Island, yeah, yeah. for family medicine and back when I was a med student. Yeah, and yeah. I trained at this old gym run by this old IFBB pro guy, <laughs> um, Rob Churchill. Okay. And... Uh, he he was like super old school. He had like the arm blasters, like all that crazy old <laughs> shit in yeah, his gym. Yeah, and it was yeah. awesome. So we would just like, I would train there and we would like chill and talk about training and stuff. But he was like talking about my curls and he's just like, I've never seen anyone do those in years. Like yeah, in no. like decades. Have you been doing them for a while? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, no, you, you got good biceps, like man. Arm, They're man. juicy. You know, like, I mean, I, I like biceps. I train my triceps a lot more uh, than biceps, but you know when it comes to biceps, I mean I, I, I'm pretty classic when it comes to. I like a nice preacher curl with, but on a machine. Once again, I, I think arms are going to respond better to, the, to a lot of tension. Um, you know, so like I like a hammer rope curl. You know, get a rope attachment on the bottom, and, and, and that's a nice one. I think it's key that people try and include some type of neutral grip curl oh, at huge. some point in the Bigger. program because you get your brachioradialis, yeah, and big, that big. will take care of your forearms. Uh, yeah, the forearms. I mean, because you know what's funny? I, I, I with Cam, was with Cam today, and we were talking about forearm training because it's pretty neglected. You know, a lot of people don't train their forearms. Even myself, I actually don't train my forearms. I, still, I should, and I'm going to. Start, you, hear, you heard it here first. Nunzi's starting to train his forearms. But... Uh, you know, forearms are important, right? I mean, I don't train them too often, but you definitely get them in the neutral grip, like hammer there curls and, yeah. and, and forearm. Like, I, I will do like an over, you know, hand over the bar, like a forearm curl or whatever you want to call it, right? So, but if you want big arms, man, triceps. Triceps are the, I love triceps, the horseshoes, the lucky charms. Yeah, man. Because uh, they're, 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 what, they make up two thirds of the arm. Mm -hmm. And uh, the long head of the triceps, where you're going to get a lot of the meat. And personally, it's you know triceps play a, a very important role in just like strength. You know, it's uh, they're they're very you know much more like there's more going on in the triceps than the biceps. I'll tell you that, right? So um, for me, I, guess what my favorite tricep exercise is? Is a single arm cable overhead extension. Hmm. One of these because when most people train their triceps, they're doing like close grip presses or uh, push downs or dips or something like that, right? But I find a lot of people neglect the overhead movements. Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, and, 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 and that's fair because they're kind of an uncomfortable setup. You have to, once again, have great range of motion and, and mobility because you have to be able to keep your elbow pointed to the roof and stuff like that. But, man, if you can really start to, to, to connect on an overhead movements, your triceps will blow up. They'll blow up. They'll, they'll get huge. Yeah, I actually um, like the cable idea because the thing is when people try to do the, like, 
the standard standing dumbbell not, yeah. skull crusher is just super awkward to yeah. get into yeah and just not that great like you can't push it all the way like you're gonna end up getting crushed at some point yeah but uh yeah for me i like also like the point of trying to include one overhead movement or like the way i see it is you have uh tricep movements where your arm is in front of your body and then the ones where your arms in over yeah. your body and you want to yeah. include both yeah yeah for yeah, me yeah. um for me close grip bench is my favorite close grip bench. yeah yeah it's just like compound it's big it's mass exactly yeah. i think it's just you get so much auxiliary work and just the amount of stimulation you get from pushing heavy weights but you know me i'm the yeah, yeah. i'm the heavyweights and guy that's, here that's why you're this the, podcast is funny because like we're, 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 yeah because i was gonna say guy. i i i'm uh completely opposite i i think the way to train your arms is uh extremely high repetitions and a lot of blood you know um like do 50 rep fucking sets man you know that's and on extensions or overhead extensions i mean and even like michael hearn man you know what guess what michael hearn's favorite uh tricep exercise was was a reverse grip bench press which is wild you ever Ooh. seen that so you actually grab a bar but you reverse and that's going to naturally tuck your elbows into because you got to have your elbows tucked in when you train your arms that's just kind of like a golden rule um but this, this this is the fun thing about training is is that there's all these choices and it, it is hard and as you guys heard today it's like it's very subjective you know and and, and you're you, that's what you got to find what, what works for you and there's there's no right or wrong i think when it comes to picking exercises that work for you you have to figure out what your goal is yeah the way i did it was like the way i started out was back in the day i used to have this rotating schedule where i'd like every month or every kind of training block i would try a new exercise and yeah. try and you just got to try it out and see what works for you evaluate things based on the pump you get the activation you feel and how sore it makes yeah, the target muscle for sure as good kind of indicators but yeah i think we've covered a lot of ground here i mean we have right and, and, and today, a, man. a quick note though too just just to like i think it's really good to just whatever you're doing is get good at movement patterns like the body needs to learn these movements right so like you know i i would recommend if you're starting out fine if you find something that really works for you like if you go to the gym and you get a great connection with a dumbbell bench press you know not you know dumbbell and it's on a flat, flat, you know, let's just say, and that, and you just felt that one really good. Just hammer that one hard, right? Don't go around, you know, mixing up a million exercises. I've been in the gym 14 fucking years, right? So, you know, at this point I've done it all a million times. So like, you know, I have the ability to like, you know, transfer this knowledge. But if you're like really new, like you're going to like, your body's not going to know what's going on if you just keep mixing everything up. Like I, I think that you need to try something out for at least three to four or five weeks, get the movement pattern down, take the knowledge and move over. But when it comes to the upper body, Train your back first, 100%. Um, and, uh, I think we agree on that. Yeah, Get it, your side delts. Get side your side delts. delts get the V back. taper. Um, and, and like I said, if, if, if the goal is to to put on size, you got to hit your compound movements. If it's to isolate, then uh, or sorry, if it's to body build, yeah, you need more isolated movements. Uh, but work on your posture. And we didn't even talk about quickly, uh, train your rotators. Like scapula, like one of my favorite. Like I'll always do oh, yeah. the uh, what do you call these? The ro external yeah. rotation. Yeah, external rotations. Oh, yeah. man. I do that to warm up before all my pressing movements. Man. You should just warm. You should just shit. do that every time, right? Good stuff. So. But yo, you guys, man, I hope we were able to take some good exercises away of the upper body. There's a lot going on in there, and uh, thanks y'all for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and we'll be, we'll be coming out with lots more high value content for y'all focus you know me and bill man we can we like to talk uh you know and we're gonna come and hit you guys with some some gems so also make sure you guys check out our social media platforms this guy's a king on youtube uh what's your youtube 
Ask Dr. Swole. Ask Dr. Swole. And he breaks down some amazing, uh, so many different topics. Your boy Nunzi here, TikTok, always shaking my booty. Uh, we're on Nunzi on all the platforms. But love and appreciate all of you. Until next time. Should I have a, uh, hold on. Where's the... Uh... Love and vibes, guys. Wait. <laughs> That's how we end it. Cheers, man. Peace.